Mary Stack and I play Georgie Sullivan, who wonders what on earth this lunch at the Uptop Island Country Club will be like. But it'll be just fine as long as she has her friends, her cat, and her knitting bag, and the pointy objects therein. Hi, I'm Willow Wilson, and I play Renette Bollinger. And let me just say, as Renette, this is not my first rodeo with a UTI. We'll leave it at that. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, a vacation menace, yet again, breaking and entering expert, and a lady who has both whiskey and cranberry juice in her bag. Maybe for lunch. We don't know. We'll find out, I guess. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal. Welcome to part five of Belly Up on Martha's Vineyard, a Brindlewood Bay Sweeps Week mystery. This is a very special mystery where our mavens go on a relaxing 4th of July vacation to the island of Martha's Vineyard. So far, it has been very relaxing and calming and nothing strange has happened at all, except for the ghost shark and weird people. And this luncheon at the Uptop Island Country Club will probably go very well. Okay, let's go. Well, you're back at Robin's house with uh, at least 15 minutes to spare before a very long stretch limousine backs slowly into Robin's circular and ornate driveway. If you happen to be watching, you saw Mr. Montgomery slowly squeak his way out of the driver's seat and kind of slinky-like move up to the door. And ring the bell. Of course, Mr. Montgomery, manservant Mr. Montgomery, elongated man, as I, as I have written. Mm-hmm. Hello, sir. Hello. I am oh, here. Voice. I am here to bring you all away to a very exclusive luncheon. Mm, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> Let's go, girls. <laughs> Y'all, I forgot about all these character voices. <laughs> I don't, just a I don't think I can handle this. <laughs> uh, just a question, Jenna. Um, exactly how many knives did we find in the house that we can carry on our person? Oh, e- well, how many knives do you think you can? I will be flexible on this because you've given it some thought. How many knives would you like to have? Ooh, guys. Should we roll a, a d20? Yes, I think we should roll I've got a one right here. Willow. I mean, I'm certain that That's 14 like a, knives? There's like a That's full a nat 14 sh- knives? <laughs> I'm certain there's like a full chef's kitchen in this joint yeah. that probably has all the knives one could ever ask for. Yeah. Yeah. So is that 14 knives each or 14 knives between <laughs> the three of you? Uh, I'd say 14 knives are available to us. If you want to put one in your knitting bag uh, or actually in a separate bag in case Pearl is in there. And I mean, not that not that Pearl would get hurt, but that she would go crazy with a knife. Okay, uh, just to be ridiculous, I'm going to go ahead and say that Georgie has found a knife that has like a sheath and she's fashioned like a a thigh situation underneath her dress. 
Um, so she's got a, a thigh blade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In addition to like her little, like her knitting needles and small scissors and stitch ribber and all the things that are in her knitting bag. Yeah. Just, just the one knife, I think, for Georgie. Yeah. I do, of course, also have my antique leather working tools, including a very sharp awl. So I've got, I've, I've got that on hand. But if y'all want, it is, it isn't, it's an awl. (laughs) It's not all, but it's, it's, it's the only awl in the kit. Oh, but that's not all. (laughs) It's not all. There's, there's, you know, there's like a, there's like a chisel in there as well. I don't know any other tools. <laughs> um, so are you are you adding a knife to that? I don't need a knife. I've got my oil. Okay. Um, but I just, there are 14 knives available to you girls. I mean, you could slide um, yeah. one into your little, is it like a roll-up kit of the leather working tools? Just slide one in there. Sure, why, you know what? Why not? I'll slide a knife in there. A little flaying knife? Just yeah, a, a little. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, a, just a little one as a treat. <laughs> I do bring a knife, yeah. Probably one, not one of the kitchen ones. I think it's a letter opener. Something that seems like it would be normal to have in her bag. And then she realizes that she has a bag. And then she goes through all of Robin's closets and finds the bag that is, like, best suited to just, like, hold in one hand and just, like, thwap somebody. Mm. A thwapping mm-hmm. bag. A thwapping bag, yes. Yeah. All right. Y'all are armed. As armed yeah. as you can get. I'm not going to take any shit anymore, Jonah. Okay? For a good reason. <laughs> Please, ma'am. Your murder you... twins don't scare us. <laughs> no, this, no, this is going to be a very lovely lunch. Please, if you would all slide into the back of the limousine here. I will. Oh, I'll get into the limousine, but I'm not going to slide in. I'm going to scoot like in the most haphazard manner possible. It's very stilted. Nothing smooth going on here. <laughs> <laughs> really quick, before I get in the car, uh, I turn on my location on my phone. And I send it to Fern. Be like, if we haven't texted you in three hours, we're dead. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in emoji form, of course. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it is sent. And a little bit of time passes as uh, you move on through, uh, through um, some very fancy landscapes. Some people have spent a lot of money on some very, very striking tree decorations and hedges and turrets. And these compounds look increasingly fortified. And you finally reach the entrance, the big old fancy driveway entrance to the Uptop Island Country Club. And there's a guardhouse. Mr. Montgomery speaks to... The, the multiple people inside the guardhouse before you are waved through. He drives the limousine up this entryway, pulls right into the front. And as he does, you can see uh, someone run out, maybe like a, a footman or something, run out to open the door to the limousine. And the door opens up. I know it's, it's this... um. This person that you met as the lifeguard is now dressed as a, 
as an underservant here at the UTI. Yeah, that lifeguard by the name of, did we? I don't have a name. No, I don't, I don't think, think we got their name. That's fine. Hello. They're sort of bent over, not making eye contact, just looking down uh, right this way. And sort of like looks to your shoes, ma'ams, right this way. And uh, you find your, your way into the dining room. Can I, do they look scared? Do they look like they're being held hostage? Well, from the back of their head, uh, they look very well groomed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That yes. doesn't mean anything. No. Well, their their head is sort of down. Mm, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Okay. Just just uh, wondering uh, what the deal is. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll just keep moving along. Mister Montgomery has stepped out of the limousine. Right this way, madams. You are eagerly awaited by the Longfellows. Renette is just audibly cringing every time he speaks. And Mr. Montgomery guides you to this very fancy entryway. And it's not even really a door. It's just an entrance into this... I can't even describe the gold and the marble and the pet ocelots and that are side by side with the ostrich and the the money spent on spectacle here is just is something that I don't know if any of you have really encountered this but in this little entryway there is Tig and there's Boffo and Tig rises and says, Well, Mr. Montgomery, thank you very much for bringing our guests. We are very appreciative for the three of you coming to join us today. We very much enjoy meeting people from your station. Uh-huh. Well, it is lovely to see you again, Tig and Boffo. Boffo and Tig siblings. Do we know which one's which? That's totally uh, not in Bertie's voice, actually. <laughs> Sorry. I believe Tig is the wo- Tig is the sister. Boffo is the brother. Siblings. I'm sorry, Bertie didn't just turn to us to ask. Do we know which one is which? You know, you're right. You're right. She did. <laughs> But quietly, so Renette points it out loudly. <laughs> well, that's correct. Of course, I am Bavo, and you have just met my sister Tig again. Yep, mm-hmm. the Longfellows siblings. Yes, the Harvard Longfellows. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. Yes. I wouldn't dare think of any other mm. Longfellows. Well, there are none worth remarking upon. To my knowledge. Yeah, assigning assigning worth to different families and names. Okay, I see where we're going. Okay. Exactly. Ah, uh, yeah. Mr. Montgomery, if you would be so kind as to remove the limousine and have it polished. It should be ready whenever our guests are ready to go, which is probably not for quite some time. They feel like like 
muddy molasses and also curdled milk at the same mm. time. I was also getting those vibes. Yeah. It's both. I think the molasses, the molasses is in the way that they talk. <laughs> I think Bafo is the molasses and then Tig is the curdled milk. Yeah. 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 I'm just having yeah. a hard time holding it together when they talk is all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yep. You definitely evoke a feeling. Yeah. And then like Montgomery is yeah, Montgomery is one single bug slowly crawling <laughs> on like a piece of bark. I don't right. know. I just feel like that's right. That's that is right. Well, I don't normally give tours. I don't normally work per se, but I am happy. Mm, I never would have known. Guide us through the UTI. Mm. Out to the dining area, out back. Yeah, show us the I whole would, tract. I would love so to see the UTI through your eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, say, show us the whole tract is the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I'm sorry, we have to stop the podcast right now. <laughs> and Tig guides you through uh, into the, the lobby. And, and oh, not to interrupt, my dear Tig, but if our guests would like, they could see out this this window to the most expensive golf course in the state. Mm. It's over $50,000 for a single round of golf. (laughs) Can you imagine paying less? I couldn't imagine paying for golf at all. (laughs) It's almost as though we don't, even though we do. And Tig continues to guide you. And as you're walking through this area, there is in a... A key spot that no one can ignore. Some sort of decoration or artifact that looks like it must be 200 or years old or perhaps more. And as the three of you pass, it sort of conveys a dark message to you. What do you think this artifact is? I think probably a porcelain doll. Oh my god, yeah. Like a like colonial era. Mm-hmm. Oh, what if it's one of, one of those dolls that doesn't have a face? Oh, yes. Yes. I think also is wearing a little sailor hat, though. Definitely have, the sailor hat. They have hat. them dressed up, like, not in the original garb they were in, but in, like, the UTI standard, um, like, merch. Oh I don't God. know much about country clubs. I feel like they would probably have merch. They, they would have merch. Um, I'm like imagining. Little, like, a little sweater folded over the shoulders and, like, a little pin with the yeah. emblem. Like, the, Yeah. Definitely. This Sweater case, tennis has whites. a little golf club. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I see you uh, enjoying the presence of our treasured little baby. The baby oh, of the UTI. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Not the UTI baby, Jonah, please. Oh. <laughs> it's getting worse. No one knows where it came from. But there is a rumor that it came <laughs> from the sea. Oh. And that one day it may return. Yeah, I mean, if you go swimming without any protection, you could get a UTI. But, yeah. Is that 
Martha? Oh. Oh, fascinating. No, it's the baby. <laughs> the baby may be known as Martha. Baby Martha. Are you saying that just because I said it and now it sounds good? Like, it, I just came up with it and you're just going with it? Or is oh, like that actually real? Now, who really knows who came you. up with what? You, you, you. Oh, okay. I do have a question, though. I know there are rumors that came from the sea, but do you know where and when it was found, perchance? I am fascinated by history. Well, if you don't mind me stepping in, my understanding is that Christopher Columbus discovered the sea. (laughs) I mean, the doll. Oh, oh, the doll. (laughs) Is that what they're teaching you over at Harvard? Huh? Uh, Georgie is laughing. She did start laughing out loud. (laughs) (laughs) See, Tig, I I am very funny. I've told you many times. I think Bernie texts in the group chat at this point. I feel like I'm getting a UTI from this conversation. Yeah, I think we need to keep moving. Hmm. A good idea. Lunch will be served soon. I, uh, this this way, Tig, if you would. I was gonna hang back a beat to roll to metal, maybe to see if I could glean any other thing about this doll. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, if you want a metal, I can. Uh, I can keep talking to Tig and Boffo. Okay, okay. Now tell me. Lovely guests, what it's like to know people who work. And they continue down the hall a little bit. Georgie, you're behind. Okay. Um, Georgie just wants a closer look to see if she can see, like, the authenticity of the doll. How old is it? Like, does anything spark a memory from her years as a history teacher, knowledge about the island? So I'm rolling reason. All right. As you do that, I'm going to let the cat out of the room. Okay. Nine. That was a nine? Yeah. You approach this doll on a little pedestal. It's definitely old. It's definitely creepy. You you feel like it may be haunted. And behind the pedestal, there appears to be a handful of papers that were crumpled up looks like it came to rest behind the pedestal that this creepy old doll is on and you pick them up yeah it looks like they're they're discarded basically yeah someone crumpled up some papers and they ended up here yeah i'd like to stuff them in my knitting bag okay just the ball of papers is going right into your bag just right in there okay now, because that was a nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> as the ball is going right into your bag, you hear a voice behind you. Oh, ma'am, we, we try not to get the... Uh, I, I know you're used to perhaps uh, uh, a certain way of life, but we, we try not to get too close to this doll. It is one of our sacred artifacts. Oh, oh, and it's the lifeguard. I'm sorry, oh. we just we just don't want to, we just don't want to be this close. Of course, I'm I'm so sorry. You're, I I was just so fascinated. 
uh, by the stories the Longfellows were cobbling together for me about the doll. And I just had to have a closer look. But I'll, yes, I'll step right back. It is hmm. nice to see you again. And I didn't realize you worked at a third job as well. Uh, three jobs. That would be great. Uh, uh, no. Oh, no. Uh, no, but, um, and you can see their eyes are sort of like very much on your knitting bag. Like they saw you pick something up and put it there, but they aren't saying anything. No, that's, it's okay, ma'am. Um, if you just, uh, it looks like your party is, is going out to the gazebo. So oh, if you, yes. mm -hmm. I'll catch right up. Um, Hey, in case we're in Edgar town was where you work at that cafe, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what was your, your name in case we want to stop and say hello? Oh, well, you don't. Okay. Okay. You don't need to stop and say hello. I really, it's just, it's this, the season is just all for work. I, I appreciate that. Okay, that's fair. You don't want to be distracted. I understand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I suppose I will see you around. They do have a little name tag on. It says Grumple. Ah! <laughs> that's not a real name. <laughs> it is on this very fancy name tag. It's probably what they have named this person while they work at the country club. This seems like That's the kind exactly of place that like would they, issue it. They a... totally could. Yeah. But also, I love the name Grumble. Yeah. And if that's not actually their name, they should keep it. Uh, we're, I mean, if we don't learn their name, they are Grumple from here on yeah. out. <laughs> Henceforth, Grumple. Until proven not Grumple. All right. So Georgie says, see you, see you around, Grumple. Yeah. And winks <laughs> and then hurries off to the gazebo. And when you say the name and you wink, there's a brief expression of horror. And oh, then you no. sort <laughs> But you catch up to your party uh, fairly quickly. It looks like Tig has stopped and is pointing out the door to the, the commoner's dining room. This is where you would come... If we had not invited you and you would be paying perhaps five to eight thousand dollars for your lunch. But because we are here, we're going to bring you to the exclusive dining area that I'm certain no one you have ever met would ever be allowed into. Except you guys. Except We've for met us. you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, we do have to take the skidoo out to the floating gazebo. Of course, the skidoo. The skidoo. Yes. It's a very exclusive skidoo. And as the, your group makes its way down to the harbor, you can see out in this lagoon, there is a very large floating gazebo. And there is a small group of skidoos, run uh, uh, butlers, and hand servants are beside them, ready to drive only a very select few out to the floating gazebo for lunch. Hey, Tig Boffo, uh, of the Harvard Longfellows, you would know this. What's mm. the what's the group noun for 
a bunch of skidoos. Like a like a gaggle? Skidoobles, I believe. A skidooble of skidoos? That's what we called them at Harvard, at any rate. Of, of course, of course. And Harvard, Harvard knows best. So, um, yeah. We write the dictionaries, so, yes. Mm-hmm. Noted. Thank you so much for educating me on this um, fascinating topic. Hmm. Yes, if you continue to listen, I'm sure you'll learn quite a bit this afternoon. So much. So the skadoobles take you out to the floating gazebo. And you know, is this is the are the skadoobles the skadoobles of skadoos? Is that our going to be our only method of escape? Should we? Uh, should anything happen to them? Is there? Will is it? How 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 trapped are we going to be? This is what Renette wonders to herself as um, you no, as you wonders dock. out loud. Wonders out loud. To Tig and Bofo. Well, there's of course the submarine. Mm. If you like, we may take you on a little tour of the harbor in our submarine. Right. Yes, of course, the submarine. Great. Love it. Love being on a tiny little floating gazebo waiting to be hunted for sport. This is going to be fun. I feel like this is not very helpful or anything, but I am just getting the distinct impression that Birdie is almost speechless having to interact with Tig and Bafo. Um, And I think that it occurs to her that it reminds her of her ex-husband's parents in the worst way possible. Mm. And she just has that little thought. And then she's like, oh, we are going to get onto that gazebo and then die. Mm. Cool. Do any of you not go to the gazebo or do you all, you just feel like you're here now and you're going to die? Yeah. We're, yeah. Basically that's yeah. the vibe. But like, I have to know what happens. I don't know. We're so... going along with it. Hmm. And we have knives. Yeah. We're just pretty sure that we're, we're on, we're on alert. Anything could happen. Well, you arrive at the floating gazebo, and as you do, you can see that actually no one is on the top of the gazebo. That there's a staircase going down into the floating gazebo. You see, we like to pretend that we're fishes when we have our luncheons. We don't like to judge. We don't know where those fishes went to school. It it reminds us that we are all in some way connected. Some of us are less connected than others or more connected than others. Mm-hmm. Some of us are just who we are. Some various... people are, yeah, some people are down to earth. Some people are down to water. Down to Some water. people are down to gazebo. Down to there's gazebo. A, there's, there's, a, there's something there. We'll workshop it. There's something there. Well, there's a small army of waitstaff there. Now, this food is so exclusive. They don't even tell you what they make. You just say things you want, and they bring them to you. All of those things that you've always wished that you could have, but you're just too poor and common to have, 
we can get them for you today. Mm-hmm. For example, I would like my regular bushel of sea snails for luncheon. Now you go and ask for whatever you want. I mean, to be fair, we commoners do have a similar thing. It's called DoorDash. Mm. Um, yeah. It is a door? Yeah, they dash to your door with the food. Oh, they do here as well. They move very I, quickly. I can see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that that waiter over there looks very, looks. they they just ran a marathon or something. They're, they're mm. they, they've been dashing. Anything you could possibly imagine. I really want to order just like a PB&J. I mean, I was not, thinking just Renette like a straight wouldn't. up club sandwich. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? I would like a gluten-free meatball sub. The wait staff in front of you looks incredibly relieved. Of course. Of course, ma'am. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. And that's with the... um. With the ocelot meat or with the ostrich meat? Do you have meatball meat? I don't want to eat anything endangered, if at all possible. Oh, my dear. Anything can be meatball meat. You just have to ask for it. I don't want anything as my meatball meat. Whatever's, you know what? Surprise me with whatever's the least endangered. She nods. Moves on to take another order. Georgie, now terrified by the follow-up questions of that order. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just have a grilled cheese sandwich. Thank you. Ooh. Is that with the ocelot milk? <laughs> <laughs> or the ostrich milk? Yes, just surprise her with the milk. Bring her the rarest milk cheeses. gonna need a cocktail of some kind <laughs> mm. the least endangered cocktail you have yeah yeah can i just get like a spicy crab roll like a sushi roll yes like we're, we're good with that just that just <laughs> regular crab ask. <laughs> the house crab roll yes of course what is the house crab none of the crabs that are here Living their lives, please do not slaughter them just for me. You know what? Um, I will have a... Uh, g- give me your nicest bread with some elevated butter. Of course, of course, ma'am. <laughs> if you've not had our grains before, it will be a very memorable experience. How alive are these grains? Why do they have to say it like that? <sighs> They're the fanciest is... grains you've ever seen. The fanciest grains. These grains went to Harvard <laughs> on legacy. <laughs> and as she runs to place your order to get it all in, Tig leans back in this chair that was perhaps once alive <laughs> and says, I'm sure... You must be very curious as to why you're here. I think I, I mean, I, I think I said it when you invited us. It's uh, like a dinner for schmucks situation. I did. Hmm. That, 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 that movie with uh, Steve Carell based on this French movie, kind of. 
It's Paul Rudd. Whatever, go on. Whatever you uh, were going to say. I, I just don't understand. They speak so strangely, Tig. <laughs> Strange words like Paul Rudd. What does it mean? <laughs> As we mentioned yesterday, we are very interested in how most people's existence plays out. We have been blessed, unlike any other humans, in history, we assume, by having the absolute best of everything whenever we want it. And we enjoy, we, we find purpose in simply conversing with those who have almost nothing, like yourselves. And we buy you luncheons, and we bring you experiences you've probably never imagined you could possibly have. If you'd like to thank us now, you can. Or if you'd like to wait for the submarine ride around the harbor, we can do it then as well. But in the meantime, you can certainly ask us any questions, and then for each question you ask, we get to ask you a question. Have you ever considered maybe uh, putting some of your exuberant funds, your wealth, your massive wealth of wealth um, toward um, more than just like a couple people at a time, maybe like to a like a charity, a donation sort of a system, something that can stop people from starving? Um yeah, and and dying of very treatable illnesses just because they don't they don't have access to that. Have you ever considered maybe um uh, putting your money in a more um widespread humanitarian effort? And taken Buffo exchange little glances and smile just a little bit. Oh, yes, we have considered. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I'm afraid. <laughs> I don't like the way they answered that. I know. She doesn't know, Tig. But Buffo, we're not supposed to tell anyone. It's part of the contract. Oh, a contract? Now oh, you've got to tell me something about no, that. No, Tig, you have said too much again. You really should. Go back to eating a solid diet. As opposed to a liquid one? Mm-hmm. Mm. cleanse. I primarily receive all my nutrients intravenously for the past Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get so. the bl- blood of, of, of younger, younger, more virile mm. people. Yes, it's... Into you. I do. Yeah, you've got a blood boy? I have many. Hmm, I figured. No... I can tell them just a bit, can't I, Buffo? I'm Where sure you can, of I course. Won't, I won't tell them which countries. Some generations ago, our forefathers believed similar to what you've just said and began purchasing nations. And so we have actually contributed to the lives 
of millions upon millions, who would long since be dead and extinct if it wasn't for our generosity. By purchasing nations? Yes, we have many. Fascinating. Now, Mm. obviously, I am but a humble common folk. How does that work? How do you purchase a a nation? And and how does that affect the people therein? And that is when (laughs) Grumple appears, entering in a very frantic state. And rushes up to the head of the waitstaff, who looks like he would prefer not to move in the presence of people such as this. But Grumple whispers in in the master butler's ear, and his face goes white as a sheet. And you can see him directly march up to Buffo and to Tig. You would pardon me, of course, but uh, I appear to have been delivered some very bad news. It cannot be that bad. It is just news after all. What could be wrong? It appears as though someone has stolen your submarine. (laughs) It was a shark. I mean, it let's can't just be say anyone else. It must be the shark. Obviously, it wasn't any of the three of us. I I know how these work. You're going to blame the commoners as first, but as you can see, we're all we're all. Oh no! Certainly, none of you know how to pilot a submarine. You're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, okay, cool. As long as we're all on the same page there. But also, dang, somebody stole a submarine. No, it's okay. I don't need to have the the bit at the end. I want you to have the bit at the end. I I feel like I always say the weird shit, and then Jonah's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Say it, say it, say it. (laughs) Okay, it was just going to be... Why the hell would someone want to steal a submarine for? Sharks? A shark stole the submarine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. Martha. Martha and the shark, they're in, the, they're, they're in cahoots. We've never seen Martha and the shark in the same room. We've never seen Martha or the shark. Or the Martha submarine. is the shark. <laughs> yeah. The doll is a haunted shark ghost? Yes. The spirit okay, what's in of the, the salad? Doll, <laughs> the spirit of the doll possessed, possessed a person. Yes, thank yes. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and stole the submarine. Mm. Yeah. And of course, the haunted doll would know all of the security. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because they're just there all the time. They're just there? Yeah, listening. Overhear everything. Not only that, they came from the sea. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to go back home. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe Martha and the shark are the real murder twins. Oh. <laughs> Siblings. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs>
Hey, Jonah, do you not regret letting us go on for an extra two minutes? Because I think that was beautiful. No, that was beautiful. Perfect. Iconic. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Killed it.